Court, the movie podcast where Sean and John Hampton watch shit, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. We are the law. We watched Sound of Freedom. The Sound of Freedom. By popular demand, I was thinking, I'm not going to watch that movie because I, I don't know if I want those thoughts in my head. Yeah. And then um, our, our friend and listener, Jason Marsden, said, hey... Are you guys going to watch Sound of Freedom? And I was like, ah, shit. I guess we have to. Since since you're the only person who's mentioned the show to me in months, I guess uh, yeah, I guess to, I have to. You have to appease the listener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's also the only person I've, I know who's been in a Stuart Gordon movie. He was in Robot Jocks. So, oh, okay. I mean, all right. that's, what, that's two degrees of separation between. Yeah. No, wait, one degree of separation? I think it's one. Between me and Stuart Gordon, director of Reanimator. That's pretty good. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, first of all, before we do the plot, how did you feel about this movie? Well, Sound of Freedom. I w- it, it is the 10th time I've seen it, and i got to say, the 10th time, uh, it still holds up. It's really good. Uh, I bought the theater out tonight. You might not have known that. But I didn't I, know that. I bought it out for the my congregation, so most yeah. of those people are people that I went to church with. Those are fellow angels? Yeah. Just good people, soldiers, just soldiers in God's army. Amen, man. God did some good work tonight. He did, man. Amen. I think... Um, I mostly didn't like the movie. No? Yeah, I mean it's uh it's pretty it's pretty stupid. It's pretty stupid. Caviezel sucks. Yeah, you don't it. like him? Uh, he to me he was so bad. Okay. Um but he's yeah, insane. I've got lots of low mains. Oh, okay. Let's but, save it. Okay, yeah. But yeah, from me from me, two thumbs down. Two thumbs down, all yeah. the way down? All the way down. Um I thought it was fine. Now I thought it was gonna be miserable. And I think it, I will talk more about this, but I think it is obviously made by troubled people. Yeah, for sure. Like, they, like it, like Hostel or Saul or those movies. Uh-huh. Like, this was like that, but for like child prostitution. Yeah. They seem to be like, ah, yes, yeah. we'll have a creepy old guy and right. he'll close the, the shades. And yeah. <laughs> it's made by sick people for sure. who are really. Like into the evil of these evil uh, sex criminals. Yeah, for sure. It's weird. I mean, it's like people who watch like you know murder shows and SVU yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like just admit you find some of this entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I love it's murder. Like, it's yeah, it's uh, rubbernecking. Yes, basically. Yes, the plot is as follows: Jim Ballard, played by Jim Caviezel, is. A well, his job is a few things. One, he finds porn guys, child yeah. porn guys, and he says, "You've been bad." Um, but his main job is to watch child pornography all day long <laughs> and write notes about Which it. Which I actually read about Caviezel to prepare for this role. <laughs> <laughs> I should say it to her. I should say it early in the podcast. We think child prostitution is bad. Yeah, so two we, thumbs down to that. Yeah, we may Seriously. we may uh, sound like we're taking it lightly. We are not taking it lightly at all. We're taking the movie lightly. As a former child prostitute, <laughs> I do not agree with it. <laughs> but it's crazy because the two main characters have both like consumed child prostitution. 
Yeah. Like, Jim Caviezel's job is to look at child porn all day yeah. and write notes. That's that's the main thing he does. Yeah. And the other guy who is, um, what the fuck is his name? I don't remember. Um, he's a dude who's been in, like, a bunch of Coen Brothers movies. He's, like, yeah. a good actor. But he in this, he plays some guy who used to work for the cartel. And then um, the story is insane. It he, is. It is. At some point, Jim Ballard is like, "Is like, why do you do this? You were in the cartels. You could have sold Coca Cola drugs for your whole life." Uh-huh. And um, let's call him Cigar Man because I can't think of his uh, yeah, name. Yeah, he's smoking all the time. He's like, <laughs> "Well, uh, <laughs> I was having fun with <laughs> prostitutes and stuff, and then one time I realized the prostitute was fourteen, and it's like." What? That was a wild part. I think Insane. that that might be the craziest part of the movie. It's like fucking nuts. Because the way they set it up, it's like he's like, "So tell me your story. Why do you do this?" Yeah, you know, sort of thing. And you I thought for some sure, hero's journey. I thought it was going to be like uh, my daughter was kidnapped or yeah. something. I thought it was going to be something like that. But he's like. Yeah, I fucked a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> You're like a. Uh... <laughs> oh boy! I, I was thinking it'd be funny if Jim Caviezel's character arrested him right yeah. there too. <laughs> you just admitted uh, yeah. to being a criminal. Um, the, the it's tough to pick good things. Yeah, I will say the good thing about it, the best thing for me. Is that it looks kind of good? I was going to say... Like, it looks like a movie. Yes. And it and for the most part, feels like a movie, yeah. other than the fact that it's completely insane. Yeah. No, but, I, yeah. I had the same thought. I was like, especially up towards the front, I was like, yeah. some of these shots look really good. Yeah. Some of the cinematography's nice. Yeah. Um, but then the thing that, like, really stood out to me yeah. is the, like, crossfade transitions... Yes. There was so many of them, and yeah. so many of them were, like, just odd. It yeah. was like they would use a transition, like a dissolve, mm-hmm. instead of having a, like, establishing shot. Yes. So you'd just be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is ha- how much time has passed? Yeah. Where are we? Yeah. What time even is it in the movie? Yeah. Who knows? Well... So- at one point, three months goes by, and we don't know when it happened or how right. it happened. So yeah, there was there was definitely some uh, really confusing editing in the movie. We got to talk about good things first, Gary. Okay, yeah. The beef lamb euro for me is that it, despite being um, made completely by insane people, uh-huh. it's like a movie, right? Like if you if you somehow didn't know it was made by insane people, yeah, you might, you'd be like. Oh, that was a movie. It's definitely the least piece of shit Christian movie that's ever Oh, made. yeah. Well, it's no it's no Passion of the Christ. I mean, that's that's a little different. Passion though. of the Christ rules. I mean, that's a story about Jesus. Amen. So kind of historical, but Yeah. Yes, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I will say my favorite thing about this movie. Yes. Surprisingly good in 4DX. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> I'm being grabbed. I'm being kidnapped. It's it's really scary that they had robot hands that grabbed you a little yeah. too hard by the wrist. Yeah. I will say um, probably my other favorite part of the yeah. movie is when there's like uh, the little boy that was kidnapped. Miguel. And, uh, Miguel, the teddy bear. Oh, his name. Brutal. What a, just terrible. Fucking brutal. Name. Um, but he's like on the screen 
And then a little Mexican boy that looks just like him comes and oh, sits down next God. to us. <laughs> it was so surreal. It was very odd. Like, in, in the movie, Miguel is wearing, like, a striped shirt, and it's dark, but a little boy with a striped, not the same shirt, obviously, yeah. but close enough to be very surreal. Right. A little boy, like, walked past us and sat directly next to Gary, and I was like, what I know. the fuck is happening? I was like, is this some sort of, like... Rocky Horror Picture Show sort of thing, <laughs> you know, like, is this like audience participation, like they're, uh... It's just a jump to the left, <laughs> and then a step to the right. Yeah. Um, I was like, are we going to be throwing forks, plastic forks at the screen at some point? We should have. Yeah. Um, are there other good things? I don't know. We're about to get bullied, I think, for I podcasting. I feel like we are. Um, anytime we do the podcast in... A parking lot, especially, I will say, this was on Cinema Day. We are recording on Cinema Day. So there's $4 tickets, and there's so many people here. Yeah, it really, really uh, brings out the poor people. (laughs) (laughs) There were some genuine pours there tonight. And there were some farters. Farters? I think unless there was just fart. unless there was just body odor occasionally wafting over to me. Yeah. But it felt like there were lots of like 40x style spritzes of stink. <laughs> Every yeah. I don't know, 7 to 10 minutes, I would yeah. go, "Oh, what's that horrible smell?" Now, I don't want to say that all poor people smell. No. There could have been a perfectly rich person in there who was very smelly. I mean, they smell too. Yeah. It would have been funny if just I walked in wearing 3D glasses, like the old school 3D glasses. Red, blue? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it can't all be good. Well, there must have been something else. I I will say, if, if I completely divorced myself from the insanity, which mm-hmm. is very hard to do, yeah. it felt like a, a fine kind of thriller. It was yeah. overlong... If they had if they had cut it to the bone, like mm-hmm. it would have moved. Yeah, a few too many shots of him staring out of windows. And yes, stuff like that. as it was, there was like sometimes there's like a picture of some beautiful hills that lasts way too long, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, just you know, just cut out yeah. of that ten seconds earlier. Yeah, and then just shave some. You can make time a move. Of it. Yeah, yeah, you can make a move real fast. Um, if you're listening. Um, I'm free to edit your next, I don't know what, what the next movie will be about. Um, hmm. Sound of Freedom 2. Oh, it does have a titular line. That's always bad. Yeah. Okay, let's do bad stuff. All right. Let, yeah, we need to move on to <laughs> We it. need to move out. on to the bad stuff. <laughs> um, the low main, low man of this movie. What's the worst part of this movie, Gary? To me, it was Caviezel. Yeah, you All hated the way. Caviezel? And I like him, but man, he I just do. really, it's like he was asleep half the movie. It's like he was on Valium just being like, oh no, the children, you know? Yeah. Like there was very little emotion from him most of the time, yeah. unless it was just like a tear running down his face. Yeah. And I understand he's supposed to be this like sort of hardened cop, but yeah. it just doesn't, there was just very little from him in this movie. Yes. Like, sometimes, even though he'd be on the screen sometimes, you'd still forget he was there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was um, either over or un- underdoing it. Yeah. Like, there's times when he was just fucking crazy eyes. Uh-huh. Really weird. There's a moment when... <laughs> so, their big plan is... Um, 
They've got a sex island. Yeah. Um, that's how they're going to save the most kids, because they're like, hey, you, um, Miss Columbia, and you, um, I think your name is Piranha or something, mm-hmm. and you, uh, there's like a guy who's kind of queer-coded, he's got like yeah. eye makeup, yeah. and he keeps going like, <laughs> yeah. just fucking weird. Um <laughs> He gets all of them together, and he's like, "You guys, you're. I'm putting a team together. You got to find me the fiftiest, fifty coolest young prostitutes in all of Cartagena, Colombia, and bringing them on to my private island because I've got a friend who is um, a billionaire, and mm-hmm. he's got a sex island. And um, then they, of course, pretend to arrest Jim Caviezel because he's pretending to be the guy who's running." The Sex Island. And when they do that, he, like, smiles and does crazy eyes. Yeah. But, um, like, he, he, the motivation in theory is, like, he's happy because he saved this little boy. Yeah. Um, but he looks mad. I was like, going to say, like, <laughs> yeah, anytime, did it. Did anytime it. <laughs> he's happy, it's more like, what is going on behind those eyes? Oh. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like he has some ulterior motive or yes. something. It's like he's lost it. Yeah. Anytime he seemed, anytime he showed any emotion other than just kind of deadpan, yeah. it was like, Jesus Christ, what is going on, man? <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's just a depressing thing to watch him because even in Passion of the Christ, which I think is a movie made by insane people for mm-hmm. insane people, he's good in it. Yeah. Um, even though that movie is also as sick yeah. as this movie made by people who like love torture. Yeah. <laughs> who are just into, not as like a hostel where it's like, oh, this is kind of fun and maybe over the top and a little goofy. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yes. Penance. Keep torturing him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I will say, I'm going to go back to good things. Oh, okay. Um, I will say, say it portrayed child prostitution as bad. Which yeah, is, that was great. They definitely, um, there was no moment where I was like in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, for like every five minutes, you're like, maybe it's cool to be like, a bad person. Well, but he in is this, charismatic. Yeah, you know? he's having fun. <laughs> but in this, there, you're never like, oh, this must be a fun life. Yeah. You're always like, this is evil and bad, and I don't want to do it. I will say, as a like, I'm pretty good at picking up on dog whistles, like <laughs> right wing dog whistles. Oh yeah. So my ears were perked up the whole time, like yeah. waiting for something. Yeah. And there was very few things no. that I could even pick out. Like, of course, there was, like, God's children are not for sale, but it's yeah. like, you can't get mad at that. Yeah. It's just, like, a basic term. And, yeah, God's, they're not for sale, or but, they shouldn't be. I mean, I thought maybe a little bit the queer-coded guy was, like, a kind of, oh, I don't know about this, guys. Yeah. And then also just, like, I mean, just how blonde and blue-eyed Caviezel is sometimes. Yeah. But then it's like, well, that character actually kind of looked like that. Yeah. Um, it's. I thought it was interesting, and this is, this is not the worst part, but it did offend me the most as a guy who looks like every pedophile in this movie. Oh, I know. Which was not fair to me. 
I mean, that bothered me too when they show the first pedophile. It looked like a pedophile in a comedy bit. <laughs> yes. Like they were like, well, what are they? They wear big glasses, mustache. Uh, he's got a, a bowl cut. Yeah. He's got a, a big turtleneck sweater. He's listening to like uh, lo fi beasts to study to. <laughs> he's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. It's like, this guy looks like he's just having a nice time. It was a little, that was like way too on the nose. It was insane. Yeah. And then every, every, Every other guy they show is like a uh, like if you're doing a fucking Wet Hot American Summer about child <laughs> predators. Yeah, <laughs> like all of them look exactly like that. There's like Man. a guy with a fucking Hawaiian shirt. Like, hey guys, what's going on? I brought my big bottle of liquor. I'm ready to do some child prostitution. I kept thinking about the audition process for this movie too. <sighs> for the the people who played the pedophiles and yeah. then also the kids it's like what were those auditions like it must have been fucking it insane it was like all right i want you to look like you were just molested <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> i want you to look like you think kids are hot okay perfect that's good yeah you look exactly like a child <laughs> predator just being creepy yeah i mean it's like how much money do you have to be paid to like do that take that role I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that has to ruin your career, right? I mean, yeah, it's like that would be funny. A guy that gets typecast as that all the time, yeah. which I'm sure it happens. Oh, absolutely. It's like, yeah, I'm kind kind of known for my pedophile work. <laughs> yeah, um, I paid, played pedophile number two in Sound of Freedom. <laughs> Um, and the next one, I'm actually like the lead pedophile. Yeah, I'm pedophile it's, number one. It's called the pedophile, <laughs> and I'm the titular pedophile. Not to brag. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm growing my mustache out even longer for this one. I uh -huh. figure maybe I can curl it at Doing the like end. Do a little comb over thing. You know, <laughs> yeah, I can look sweaty at all times. I mean, I'm the richest pedophile actor in the world <laughs> that's not an actual pedophile yeah. <laughs> it is interesting that um as like QAnon as Caviezel is yeah that there was like not one billionaire who was getting child prostitutes yeah that was the thing that kind of surprised me i thought there would be way more like kind of nods to like the epstein stuff yeah. like i was like there's gonna be a character called like Joffrey Springsteen or something, <laughs> yes. you know, at any point, and it didn't happen. Um, it's disappointing. Oh, I do remember one of the like little right wing sort of dog <laughs> yes. whistles. So when they are going to the Scorpions Island or whatever <sighs> yeah. to save the kids, the the one police officer is like, "Here, I got you these uh, syringes, and they they got tracking devices in them." Yeah, and he's like, "So you want?" So if we inject ourselves, you can find where our bodies are. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is some oh microchips yeah, 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 in the yeah, vaccine yeah. type shit. Well, the fact that the doctors were bringing vaccines to the villages, I was like, is that? Like, yeah, they're the they're the heroes. So it can't be really a comment on vaccines, but maybe it sort of is somehow. I think there was a little bit of a thing in there for sure. <sighs> what a fucking weird. It is weird. It truly, I mean, I I have already compared it to Saw or Hostel, but it yeah. truly is like that. It is, yeah. Like, they seem really into how bad, not yeah. that they aren't bad, but that, like, they're, they're like, opening doors slowly and the kids are really suffering. Like, yeah. I'm good! 
like, yeah. It's really like tor- it's not torture. It's like suffering porn. It's like For sure. oh yeah, look at those kids yeah. suffer. And the kids are like ah, There's, my mom. There is a very weird thing with Christians like that. Yeah. Like you know, there's a you know some of my family are like that on Facebook where sure. it's like they're constantly just sharing articles that are like kid bludgeoned to death <laughs> by father, and it's like what. I mean, this shit has always happened. Like, why sure. are you obsessed with it? And yeah. I think it is the rubbernecking thing. Yeah. It's just morbid curiosity, you know? Yeah. I mean, I didn't check any of the any of the facts in it. Yeah. But the fact that they were like, uh, there's like 27 million children who are child prostitutes right yeah. now. Is that? I mean, it's probably true. Is that true? <laughs> I mean, I have yeah, no I idea. I mean, probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would think so. There's a lot of people on this planet. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of billions of people. It was surprising how they did kind of focus on the poor as being, like, the bad guys. Yeah. Like, even with the, like, uh, it's funny because, like, you know, conservatives see police lights as, like, safety. Yes. And that's, like, not a lot of people's reaction no. to them. No, no. So, like, you know, the cops show up to the island and they're all rescuing I'm like... Half of these cops would be involved with this thing. Oh. Especially where it's at, you know? Absolutely. Like, it, it surprised me that they didn't, like, try to address the more systematic thing. Because you can't have millions of people being human trafficked if governments are not involved in no. it. There's no way. At least local gov- like, yeah. at least local police going, um, yeah, just, right. just hand me uh, $200 yeah. and I will walk Turn by. Turn a blind eye. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's that? probably the next cops? movie. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it seemed like they did try to stay fairly consistent with the story. Yes. From the guy. Yeah. I, I'll say another kind of funny like edit to me with yeah. the weird dissolves mm-hmm. is when he like they arrest that first pedophile and he's like, and Caviezel goes to his cell. That shit is so weird. And he's like being all threatening. He's like, everybody's gone for the weekend. Which also it's like <laughs> what. <laughs> Everybody at the Department of Homeland Security Security. is gone home. You know, they they clock out at Friday and they just don't show up. Is now, maybe I don't understand what Homeland Security does. Maybe they take the weekend off. Do they, does the entire, so like no one, none of the prisoners eat all (laughs) weekend? There's no guards. (laughs) Yeah, that made no sense. It's fucking insane. But he's like talking to the guy and he's like, sort of cracking his knuckles. He's like, nobody's here. He's like, what do you say we take a walk outside? Yeah. In any other movie, that would be a hard cut to him being thrown on the ground outside. Yeah. This one does a dissolve to them sitting in a courtyard looking like their best friends. And it yes. was just so f- fucking weird and funny. Yes. Especially because then Jim Caviezel's character is like, hey, um, I've always been a pedophile. <laughs> I know I arrested you as a cop, uh-huh. but I am a pedophile. And then the pedophile guy is like, what? You think I'm stupid? That's what all cops say. Every cop says they're a pedophile to me. Uh-huh. And was like, nope, not me. Genuine. <laughs> not lying at all. <laughs> genuine article. Not doing one of those cop things where I lie to you to uh, yeah. get the truth. And then the pedophile guy believes him. Totally buys into it. He's like, it. oh, I guess you are. Yeah. And 
<laughs> he brings him a copy of his book. This is this is once he's been sprung out of jail mm-hmm. and had a chance to bring some new chicken, which is what they call the little children, mm-hmm. similar to The Exterminator. Check out, if you want to watch this movie, just watch The Exterminator instead. Yeah. They do the same thing in a scene that's like 10 minutes long, and it's just fucking awesome. Yeah. They set a guy on fire. <laughs> um, there's, there's a guy getting burned with a soldering iron. Um, he gets shot in the dick and uh-huh. dies. Fucking awesome. Um, but they don't do that. Um, but the... The actual pedophile, not Jim Caviezel pretending, yeah, um, brings a copy of his book, and then Jim says, "But I've already got three copies." Yeah, <laughs> why would you need three copies? <laughs> now, I've I've not done any crimes, hardly any. Uh huh. But if I was doing crimes, I wouldn't buy three of the same crime book. No, no, that's got to be a bad idea. Yeah. If I like, if I went on Amazon and ordered like, I'm gonna build a plastic gun so I can uh, shoot a local politician. <laughs> Let me actually get three of those. Yeah, can I have three Let me of get those? Get one for the bathroom. <laughs> I think <laughs> that might set off some sort of yeah like, FBI watch list thing if you buy three surely ghost guns, <laughs> 3D printed ghost guns on the internet. <laughs> and this instead was a pedophile's book. I do think it's funny too. Is like when he tells that guy that he's a pedophile. He's like, he's like after the conversation, he's in the bathroom and he's like splashing his face with cold water. It's like, dude, you just finished watching eighty hours of child pornography. <laughs> like, like that's got to be way harder than lying to a guy about being a pedophile. Yeah. How? <laughs> he's like, I can't believe I said that. I'm so sick. Ah, uh, who would do such a thing? And sadly. This is this is another sad side effect of how evil Hollywood is. Mira Sorvino, whose career was essentially ruined by Weinstein, oh yeah, ended up in this movie as Jim Caviezel's wife. Okay, which is not fair to her. No, because she's barely there, barely there, and doesn't look anything like no. Like, and we, I saw Mira Sorvino on the closing credits, and I was like, what? what? Yeah, who the fuck was she? Well, Mira Sorvino, we want you to. I was going to say be back in a Woody Allen movie, but I don't want that, actually. We want you Full to be circle. in some movies. You can be in some good movies. You don't have to be in a current Woody Allen movie. You can be, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of a movie. I will say another, I mean, it's uh, not really funny, but this <laughs> <laughs> this happens in a lot of movies like this yes. where, okay, it's a guy going to rescue a a specific person. Yes. And, and this happens in a lot of movies. Oh, yeah. And they're going to rescue a specific person, mm-hmm. and they find a bunch of other people in that situation, and they're like, oh, not her, and just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> he does. So uh, he really does that. He's like, oh, wrong kid. I'm going to go save her. Like, There's even a, the scene where it happens. Mm-hmm. He's going through this overstuffed place where there's like a bunch of people and their jobs are essentially to like stomp on coca leaves so that they can make cocaine i'm guessing yeah and he like gets really close to a kid and shines the light on the kid's face Mm -hmm. and the light is not very good so i had no idea that it wasn't the right kid same here yeah and then he goes to a different room so i was like okay i guess that wasn't (laughs) the right kid and he he goes to this to scorpion's bedroom 
and finds the real kid. Uh-huh. And then you're like, okay, so he's left that little girl. Right. But also, like, 25 or 30 other people. There's plenty of other kids there. Whose job is to stomp on coca yeah. leaves. I don't know. 10, yeah. 12 hours a day. Who are not having a good time. No, they'd rather not be doing that. They are not a child sex slave, but just a they're just regular slaves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's grading on a curve. He's like, "Hey, yeah. listen, child sex slave is the worst, obviously. We can all agree on that." And then regular slaves, that's bad. <laughs> But I can't save everybody. Look on the th- on the slavery ranking scale, it's uh, easily the worst. <laughs> on the food pyramid of slavery. Um, but yeah, him just ignoring those other people is very funny. And he, he would... never he never goes. Oh, ooh, like there's not a moment yeah. where he's like, oh, I wish I could save them all, but I can't. That's another thing. They'll kill too. me. He never he never really seems like he's in danger at any point. No. He doesn't get hurt at no. all. There isn't any of that like hero's journey. Like oh, he's at the bottom and he's gonna yeah. make it out. Like no. there was none of that. Except, no. I mean, he had a gun pointed at him a couple times, but yeah. there was no real skin in the game. Well, and the fight part... at the end was just fucking lame. Weird. It's really weird. I I liked the concept honestly. Yeah. the The concept basically is like the girl keeps closing her eyes because she doesn't want to see the violence, and so we go into darkness. And then we hear the tussling and yeah. the fighting, but the she keeps opening her eyes to see something that's not very exciting, which right. is a bad idea. It should have just been she closes her eyes, she hears like Ugh, yeah, and something she, gruesome, and she opens them, and he's like on the ground, and we're like okay, yeah. And then another thing, so I we don't even know if that guy died because it seemed like Caviezel just choked him out or something. Who knows? But. We see a shot of him being uh, dragged across the floor, and then when the other henchmen find the guy, yeah, he's laid in the bed. <laughs> he is laid <laughs> so Caviezel knocked this guy out, and he's like, "Well, let me put him on the bed so he so he doesn't hurt his head," you know. And it's like, "What are you doing, man?" He didn't even cover him up. No, if I I would at least put the blanket over him. He like kisses him on the forehead. <laughs> da, da, da. Which that was another thing too, is like being like the scorpion. It's like, come oh on, my guys. God. Really? There's a guy named Piranha. There's a guy named the Scorpion. What's the... They, oh, there's a guy named Be- Beef. No, no, there's a guy named Meat Carne. Oh, yeah. That yeah. guy is crazy, too. Which one was he? Um, He was like the chubby guy with the Hawaiian shirt on the island. Like the new guy. Oh, yeah. Whose henchman... He was po- pretty good. Yeah. Um, I loved that his henchman pointed a gun at Caviezel's head. Mm-hmm. And another instance of Caviezel being fucking batshit, mm-hmm. he just starts to go. <laughs> I mean, dude, you don't want to see him smile in this movie. It's so upsetting. <laughs> well, he smiles like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> it's also especially weird because, like, he's playing. He's not playing necessarily some like hard. Like violent no. criminal, he's playing like a like a pimp for kids. Yeah. So I now I once again I'm not in the industry, so I can't speak <laughs> speak about it. I'm not in the biz. <laughs> but he's probably a regular pimp. If actually almost anybody outside of maybe Jim Caviezel and Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. if they got a gun put to their head, 
they would be scared. Yeah. But Caviezel doesn't play scared. No. Uh, he gets, like, alcohol splashed in his face and a gun put to his head, and he's just quietly making no movement at all, and then he begins to evil smile. Yeah. And that is... That he doesn't get shot in the head, which he even spits out a little bit of the alcohol, yeah. which was like a weird joke, comic <laughs> relief sort of thing yeah. there. Which they started to have a little bit of comic relief Finally. stuff at that point. Yeah, when they're doing the rehearsal for the billionaire to like uh, go undercover, I was like, for one, I was like, thank God, some comic relief. Yeah, just so I can get all these laughs out that I've been holding in the entire yes. movie. <laughs> yes. Well, it's so like deeply uncomfortable right. that you want to laugh because it's just so You're awful. Like, what in the hell? This is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> just putting kids in fucking uh, like shipping crates, <laughs> <laughs> sending them over. But um, yeah, when they do that, that's some real Christian humor. For sure. Uh, um, they're like trying to teach this billionaire how to be. Uh, comfortable yeah. with kissing a woman's hand. That's fucking weird. I don't know. Um, but he kisses he kisses Mr. Cigar's hand, and uh, Caviezel's like, I don't know if you need to do the kissing. It, it is funny that the <laughs> one joke they had was like kind of homophobic. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, <laughs> I had the same joke played on me. Uh, truly. Really? Yeah. I was, I was, of course, in the Passion Play. Oh yeah! Uh, when I was a kid, I played Judas. Judas, Iscariot. I remember this. Um, the I one was there. The one who um, turned coat. Mm-hmm. He was the Benedict, Benedict Arnold of the Bible. Yeah. Um, Benedict Honor. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets thirty pieces of silver. Yeah. Just for what? To sacrifice your Lord and Savior. Yeah. At least get some gold, my 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 man. <laughs> my dude <laughs> get a little gold judas um and um the way he tells the soldiers that um who jesus is is he mm-hmm. gives G- jesus a little kiss on the cheek yeah, a little bit of action yeah just a little smoochy smoochy yeah. uh a little sloppy one on the old chikaroo mm-hmm. and of course uh, we had to rehearse we were doing a play. We had to right. rehearse it, so I kissed his cheek a bunch of times. Yeah, and um, they there was like a very similar like, <laughs> uh, right. hey, what are you kissing his cheek? <laughs> what yeah. are you gay for Jesus? <laughs> it's like, no, dude, we're both actors in this, right. in this play acting. about Jesus. You think Jesus was gay in real <laughs> life? Think, yeah, <laughs> he washed people's feet. Do you think that's yeah. gay? You fucking weirdo. It's pretty gay. Yeah. And this is not kissing related. Also had one of the most terrifying moments of my life at the <laughs> not at the same rehearsal, but at one rehearsal where uh, one of the guys who was a uh, he was playing one of the disciples had uh-huh. a seizure. Oh God! While we were rehearsing, Jesus, get Jesus in here quick! He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, I'm not the. Re- I'm just, I'm merely playing him. I can't, I can't heal anybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just fucking terrifying. Scary, yeah, we were just like. Doing rehearsals. Hey, how's it going? I'm Jesus. Uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna heal the yeah. leper. Oh, I'll spit on some mud and put it on his eyeballs and do. Oh my God, this. Bartholomew! <laughs> <laughs> and put a Bible in his mouth. <laughs> bite his tongue off. <laughs> and he just drops. And it was just like, oh fuck, this got this got heavy right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think those are all the stories I have of the. 
Wait, do I have any other stories? No. Uh, well, do you have any passion play stories? Um. Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> well, this isn't really a passion play. This, this is a. Fake. This is another Christian play, Amen. which just actually kind of fits with the discussion. This isn't really off topic. Amen. But uh, the play was written by two members of the church who had no business writing a play <laughs> at all. Like I don't yep. know if they could read honestly. Sure. So I was a teenager, and the play was about the the judgment seat, or not the the gates of heaven. Oh, sure. And so a bus full of teenagers get in a car crash and all die. Oh, no. And one of the teenagers on the bus is like a bad kid. He's got oh, like a yeah. backwards hat. He's yeah. like throwing, you know, paper balls at people and shit. So you're like, okay, <laughs> that's the bad kid, you know? Yeah. And I play St. Peter. And, uh, yep. and so the kids are like in line, you know, seeing if they can get into heaven. Mm-hmm. And the bad kid gets to me and he's like, Peter is my name in the book of life. And I was like, yes, son, it is. You may enter. And he's got his back turned to the audience, and he just starts shaking his head. He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no. And I told him he, th- that was not the line. He was supposed to go to hell. <laughs> he was the only one that was supposed to go oh to hell, Oh, my God, too. no. So I go, uh, uh, actually, I'm sorry. It says you're you're supposed to go to hell. It <laughs> 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 just ruined the play. That's... Much funnier though. It was awesome. Oh, oops, sorry. Yeah, you got to go. Oh, to hell. whoops, my bad. Let me. I need to call a mulligan on this one. You got to spend eternity being raped by demons. My bad. You threw a spitball. I, you know, yes. what are you gonna do? Hey, um, listen. You, you thought a prostitute was twenty five. Yeah. And the prostitute was actually a child, so now you get to go to hell forever, or that, that you get to be so a hero. That has to be what. We can't say many more good good things about no. this movie, but what was the craziest thing? Was that the craziest I thing? I think that is the craziest part of the story. It's weird that he's one of the heroes. I know, especially with how, you know, these people view them. It's yes. like, you're done oh, yeah. for, you know? Yes. You, like, you can't you, come back. Yes. Even if even if he got tricked or something, right? Which is the way the way he sort of frames the story. Which he's like, the story sounds like bullshit. Too. The story sounds like total <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I was I I picked up this thirty five year old prostitute. Yeah, she was like forty. She yeah. was really old. Like she had crow's feet. Um, <laughs> she, she was shaking with the yeah, palsy. You know, she was in an adult stroller. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and then she took off her shoes and she had kitty cats on her toenails. Which that's, I mean, that that being the thing that clicked for him, too, is so weird. It's, it's like, like, I saw the, the kitty cats and I knew I made like a mistake. Any age of person can have kitty cats on their yeah. toenails. Yeah. But most ages of people who are not 25 don't look 25. Right. There's definitely, like, an age around 23... Where you're like, well, that's not a child, right? That's that's an adult. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> he was like, mm, nope. I mean, especially just how they set it up. Like, part of me hopes I'm like, I just hope that's part of the true story. And they're like, well, we can't change this. That would be insanely fucked up. I mean, yeah, but like, I, and I know I said it already, but the way they set up it, set it up, it's supposed. You're like, oh man, we're about to really have an emotional connection with this guy. Yeah. He's about to tell us like some awful thing that happened to him as a child or his children or grandchildren or something. And instead it's like, 
Yeah, hey, got drunk and fucked up 14. <laughs> You're like, God it's damn, man. really fucking dark. And Caviezel's like, I understand. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro. I feel we you, all dude. Make mistakes sometimes, man. Yeah, I got my wife pregnant. Um, we were married, of course, because mm-hmm. we're good Christians. But I did get her pregnant like seventeen times, <laughs> so that's not great. The amount of kids he has is got so many too. fucking kids. I know. I wanted to be like, you know what, man? You're a bad dad. Yeah. You're in fucking Mexico for like months. Yeah. And you're like, I gotta save this child. It's like. You've got kids at home that need a dad. He's got maybe literally eight kids. (laughs) I think so. I think maybe. There's also another crazy part um, when uh, when Caviezel's first pretending to be a bad um, pimp guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And the queer-coded guy is like, (laughs) Yes, we've got many uh, young kids. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and and Caviezel's like, yeah, you got you got nine year olds, or you just got fifteen year olds and pigtails, <laughs> which is like, I mean, dark shit. Yeah, like yeah, it's it seems like a movie that was written by pedophiles who are like. Maybe they're on pedophile probation or something, and they're like, <laughs> uh, like, what if I wrote a script? Yeah. For you guys instead. Yeah. Could I get, like, uh, you know, good behavior time served or something? And he's like, um, yeah, yeah, next put in um, a nine-year-old or a 15-year-old with pigtails. And everybody in the room is like, what the fuck? That would be Jesus. a weird writer's table to be part of. <laughs> what if we, like... Sound of freedom? <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be a fear white right. I was curious. I was like, I wonder what the sound of freedom actually is. And then they get to that part. It's kids singing. They're like, you know what that is? That's the sound of freedom. The sound of freedom. And he says it, and you're like, all right, I guess that's what it is. And they're also doing, like, the We Will Rock You beat. Right. They're going. I noticed that, too. Which is. An odd thing. Not a joke. No. Not a joke made by them. Uh-uh. But certainly someone on the set was like, hey, you this guys is, know that that's We Will Rock You. Yeah, this is, everybody knows this beat. One of the most famous songs. Yeah. At least of the 70s, if not of all time. Caviezel just bust out, like, singing it. <laughs> Buddy, you're a poor man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, kids, clap. <laughs> clap if you know the words. <laughs> it got mud on your face. Because you're a slave. <laughs> we did we did learn a few things from this movie. Main thing, slavery bad. Yeah. We can all agree on that. No one's trying to argue with it. I mean, it took me a while to come around. But yeah. I, uh, yeah. But child slavery, worse. Worse. Child sex slavery, the worst. Yeah. And that's it. What's, what's just above... Is <laughs> like pedophile... Above or below slaver as, like, a bad... I'd say pedophile. Pedophile's worse. Because, I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, I mean, plenty of Republicans would own slaves if they could, Absolutely. Yeah, plenty of... Yeah. Plenty of them own a Burger King or a McDonald's or or somewhere else that employs people for way, way low wages. For sure. That's... I would say that's, yeah, probably the worst part. Yeah. I mean... uh. There's not much to learn about this movie. No. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Oh, 
I hope that uh, I hope this movie leads to a lot of conservative Christians going to Mexico and just getting murdered. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they're in Cartagena, Colombia, uh-huh. it's like, wait. I mean, maybe things have changed. Yeah. Since the '80s, but like every movie of the '80s has like Rambo or someone almost being killed in Cartagena, yeah. Colombia. Yeah. It's like it's a it place must for be. It. It must be kind of scary, right? It's got to be bad. And he's just wandering around the streets as like a handsome white guy. That's the th- with enough, blonde hair. It drove me crazy. There's two scenes of him jogging through that place. <laughs> yeah, just jogging through the favelas. And they had to show us that to show him like pondering a thing. Yeah, because they couldn't have him like drinking, no, or, or doing anything or like that. Cigarette. Yeah, so he's just like jogging. And then sometimes running really fast yeah. when he's really thinking. <laughs> uh, oh, these kids. I hate this. <laughs> Why would they do this? I got to save just one child. <laughs> just ignore the rest. <laughs> like when they save all those kids at that hotel party. Yeah. He's like, we saved 53 children. And then he's like, but we didn't save her. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what is up with you, man? You got to, I mean... You got to look on the bright side, yeah. man. We just did a great thing. Yeah. We just we yeah. just saved so many people's lives. It's like, hey, they're useless kids. I don't care. <laughs> Throw them back. <laughs> Give them back to them. <laughs> Call up meat. <laughs> Give them back to meat. Um, but we didn't only watch Sound of Freedom. We no. watched all sorts of movies this week, though I can't quite remember which ones, but I might... After the theme song from China Panda Express presents Express Yourself about the movies you watched this week. Ding 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 ding. It's time for the Panda Express because we got some things express and there's people back watching us this week. Man, they watched a short ass movie. They watched a really short movie. They probably walked out of Sound of Freedom. They're probably like, yeah, there's too much. Child pornography in this movie. <laughs> There's now you reminded me of a thing in um, Sound of Freedom. Um, a family walked in four minutes before the end of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. They now I don't know if they were just early for another movie, but they walked in right before a movie. Yeah, they're all wearing pink, like they're going to Barbie. It's like you're not you're not in Barbie right now. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie. Um, what did I watch th- this week? I feel like I must have watched something good. Did I watch anything good this I watched A Mighty Wind. Oh, fuck It's a yes. great movie. Not near as much, like, child pornography as this movie, but, uh... I gotta say... <laughs> pretty good. Um, this may be, hopefully, the last movie I watched this year that's only about child slavery and child yeah. pornography. Is it? Have you watched other ones about that? I hope this is the last oh, one. Oh, okay. Now, obviously, there was Super Mario Brothers, which is <laughs> essentially the story. Yeah, yeah. Of, or it felt like it felt in my heart as bad as I felt while watching Sound of Freedom. Like that it makes felt, sense. it felt like it was made by evil people. Yeah. Who are trying to make our children at least stupid? Now For that's sure. not bad as as bad as child sl- slavery, but it is taking their agency away. Yeah, because it's making them dumb so that they can't like fight against the government. That's essentially what the Super Mario Brothers movie is done. So yeah. they it's so they don't do any protesting, 
It's so they don't try to get a better job. Right. It's so. <laughs> How awesome would it be if we caught a murder on the podcast? <laughs> We got some active teens going on outside we right now. Truly do. We just both get shot in the head like at the same time. That would be awesome. And somehow keep podcasting. Just groaning. Gurgling blood. Searching Gary for <laughs> coming on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, nope, they're behind us. <laughs> they are behind us. Oh, you can see them in the video. <laughs> yeah. Hey. We'll to, we're gonna post that. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna... We got your face, son. <laughs> we got your face. Look, you're going to jail. I've been talking to Caviezel. He's coming for you. <laughs> um, the thing I did watch this week. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I watched Top Secret, and I also watched a few episodes of uh, Police Squad, the TV show. It's a good show. If you haven't seen either of those things, I highly recommend it. Um, a lot more fun than Sound of Freedom, though. Yeah. Obviously, Sound of Freedom, uh, a barrel of laughs. I mean, not as many jokes as I was <laughs> no. honestly. If it, do you think we would have had a better or worse time if we had been alone in the theater? Hmm, alone for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely self conscious about like laughing at certain things, like when the helicopter flew into frame. Oh my god! I mean, I wanted to die, man. That helicopter looked like it was from like a 1995 movie. But there was no reason for it. No, there was no reason for it so at all. They had an actual helicopter that lands on an actual building. Just show that. Which that helicopter, the way it looked, it was definitely lowered by like a crane or something. Yeah. It was just like the helicopter body. Absolutely. But yeah, that shot was bad. But I would have had a much better time. And there was also like the, like the heat waves. Yeah, like, like when you see, <laughs> when you see a movie in the desert and the waves. Yeah, yeah. Movie, does that happen when a helicopter goes by? I think it can. Yeah. Okay. I've seen it in other other movies. If you're listening, um, hmm, the helicopter community. Yeah. Uh, tweet at us at Food Court Cast or head over to Instagram at Food Court Movie Podcast. And let us know if uh, helicopters leave those heat lines. I think they do. If they got a jet engine on them. <laughs> <laughs> if they got some NOS yeah, in there. NOS. Uh-oh. Got some more coming in. Got more. I was so glad they left, and then there's probably going to be a Warriors crew of people. We'll see. The fuck are you looking at? Look, we're podcasting. And it goes through, the bullet goes through my head and then into your head. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that was fucked up. And then we both die. Um, into a podcast. <laughs> oh, I had a, I had a question for okay, you. Okay, lay I it on this, me. When I, I thought about this earlier, uh, preparing for the podcast. <laughs> I'm terrified to answer it. Uh, it's a pretty simple question, but I was like. Softball? What is the sound of freedom to you, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know if I consider it a sound, mm -hmm. but like, I I work uh in in the hotel industry. Uh huh. And we, you know, we on go on an out, island. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> I don't know, a private island off the shore of Columbia. Uh huh. And no, but in in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Our home base mm -hmm. for now. Until we get invited to Los Angeles. Okay. All right. Or San Francisco. Yeah. We say things like queer coded on this show. Yeah. I feel like we deserve to be somewhere. Which, anytime someone says queer coded, I always think it's C O A T E D. 
I'm like, what is that? It's just got what a, are you coating it with? A rainbow. <laughs> He's got a rainbow jacket. Like Joseph. Yeah. And his amazing was Joseph gay? I think he was. This I thought of another church story. We went to see, of course, as a church, went to see Joseph and his amazing technical dream coat. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone in the play was a gay guy. Oh, because right. it's a play. Yeah. And it's a musical. They love that stuff. And we went to it. <laughs> and I remember how weird it was to be with my church group at a time when I was in high school and I was already kind of like, wait, is this is this all bullshit? Yeah. Thinking, like, already being kind of, like, dubious about everything. Uh-huh. And then, like, going and seeing a bunch of gay dudes sing church songs was just like, huh, this is... Really opening my eyes to how weird yeah. Christianity is. That these dudes are like, hey, you know, we're singing the song. Who cares? It you doesn't know? mix well. It it does. Like orange juice and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that does. That sounds kind of good. Ooh, by the way, we have a pitch. The sound of freedom first. The sound of freedom. Oh yeah, we never got. To I that. walk out the back door. And I just hear, you know, the street. Uh-huh. You know, I hear cars and I hear, yeah. you know, the noise of the city. Uh-huh. That's how I know I'm free of work. Uh, yeah. Especially if it's on a Friday, which is not my Friday, but uh, on my Friday. Yeah. And I get out of work and I hear, like, the sound of the street. I'm like, oh, cool. That's a good That's answer. That's the sound of freedom. That's a good one. Gary, what's the sound of freedom for you? I would say an eagle screeching as a shotgun is loaded and... I'm just firing up a Toby Keith CD, <laughs> putting in my six disc changer just all Toby Keith. That's that's the sound of freedom to me. It's the sound of a flattened hand <laughs> smacking against a forehead, <laughs> saluting the flag, <laughs> saluting a flag. It's the sound the of the flag? flag waving in the wind. I would say, for honestly, probably silence. <laughs> just nothing. That's the sound feel of nice. freedom. Yeah. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah. Um, what was I saying right before that? More church stuff. Oh, more church stuff. I've forgotten. Okay. If you remember what I was talking about, tweet at us at Food Court Cast or head over to Instagram at Food Court Movie Podcast. Gary Fletcher, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a privilege. Uh, Sean Parrott, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, on behalf of Gary Fletcher, I am Sean Parrott saying to you, bon appetit. Bon appetit.